132. <laughs> What's up, Eric? What's up, Tyler? How are you, man? There's so much to talk about. Last time we had you on. Man, well, if I want a nuts in my mouth, I go on the point. Very, it's dark, it's sarcastic, it's... Have you ever stuck a light bulb in a potato with the toothpicks and the water? It doesn't work. How are these kids doing this? I knew you'd get mad. It's called blank or porn title. Don't don't try this at home is, is, is what we're saying. Oh, Eric, Eric, Eric. Man, I'm... I'm <laughs> we started off strong. We fucked up one intro with some weird... Our whole theme was warbly, googly... Start this new one, and Boots immediately just gives us the finger. This is great. The second he went to say the number is the second he jumped onto the printer. So he just wants <laughs> he to be ready. included from the beginning, Tyler. Is that so much to ask? I, I don't think so. I think, you know what? I I, I think we should put a couple of those, uh, what do they call it? Those little things in his brain. That way he can just, you know, like Stephen Hawking his way into the show. <laughs> I'm assuming that's how Stephen Hawking talks. <laughs> It's it's definitely how he used to talk. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Too soon, Tyler. Too soon. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Tyler, and say this may be one of our most rounded episodes ever. It's one of those times where the story begins and ends in two very different places. Mm-hmm. You know which movie I always like that, that is like that is um, True Lies. True Lies is amazing. And how topical no think about how it begins and and where it ends up right like it starts off a spy movie right where he's like very dapper very james bond and then it goes to him being a house dad and his wife is with that guy who's pretending to be a spy and then he's like in the international arms dealing thing and and tia career gets slapped every eight minutes like there's <laughs> to it and it ends with a mig freaking jet scene with eliza push broom and it's there's a lot, a lot to that movie, and I love it. I forgot. I always forget she's in that movie. Yeah. Just a, she's just a little kid. She was. She was. Yeah. Before Buffy and um, um, the other That's one. It. Yeah. No, she had a, I think she had a Fox show at one point after that, but yeah. I, I think you're Two thinking of Garner's uh, alias. I think Still not... Still not on fucking Blu-ray in the States. Can you believe it? One of the biggest True. fucking movies. True, True Lies. Lies? Really? Is not available on Blu-ray in the States. It is in other countries. You see, that's a random fact we can only get because we have Mr. Media right here with us in Team TNA. He is the T of T -T Team TNA. God, that was a lot of letters. Oh. Um <laughs> in the face what happened <laughs> <laughs> i think some catnip got on me when when uh, i carried him off of the printer and and it just you know it just dazzled me gave um, you a creed three hook to the left exactly the face or whatever it's, whatever the boxing terms are speaking of creed three i know it's i know it was a little time ago but you know we record a little bit ahead of of when our episodes do come out i want to talk about um are you sure i can say the word what the oscars all right, well, there it is. <laughs> or, the, or the Super Bowl. I just... Tyler, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either the Oscars or the Super Bowl. Which is it? Is it the Super Bowl? I stopped saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars, and don't say the other one anymore. That's that's enough out of you. What, Super Bowl? Oh, God. Can we make our own version and call it the Stupid Bowl every year, and, and me and you will just <laughs> guess what's happening? 
Yes, I think yes, and I think people would watch it. They'll go back and forth between that and the Puppy Bowl. There you go. Um, I just want to talk about the Oscars, Tyler. I have so many questions for you. I have questions about the the off brand Oscars as well, and. Ooh. I just wanted to, you know, throw some facts in there because we are Team TNA. Um, did you know who has the most Oscars overall? Uh, as a, like, person? As a person. Uh, can I, uh, do I get any hints? Or he's is dead. that such a, uh, he's dead. Uh, okay. Uh, David O. Selznick. That's right. Out of really? No, it's Walt Disney. Um, oh, out of fuck. all nominees in Academy Awards history, <laughs> Walt Disney holds the most Oscars. Disney won 26 Oscars over the course of his career and was nominated a grand total of 59 times. Wow. We should thaw him out of that apartment in Disneyland and ask him how he feels about it. Right above the, the fire station? Yeah. We totally. Definitely. Definitely. Hit a uh, 66 afterward. There you go. Or um, 33. Which one? Is it 33. I think it's 33. How do you get into that? Dude, we have friends that are Disney fanatics that have been, I think they've dished out hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point, and they haven't gotten in. There's no way we get in. We can't just go over there and be like, we're on freaking Zencaster. We deserve to be in here. Listen, Breaker or Anchor said we could come in here. <laughs> They're about to anchor us to, uh, yeah, they're about to anchor us with some cement shoes and throw us into the ocean, man, into the treasure island. Eric said we could be here. Yeah. Um, another just a fun one for you, Tyler. Um, three-time Oscar winner Meryl Streep is the most nominated performer in the acting categories with 21 nominations between 1979 to 2018. Streep's total includes a record 17 best actress nominations. And you know she's still alive she's still alive enough to eclipse walt disney yeah take that walt let's disney. do it take disney down let's do it come on meryl <laughs> <laughs> um so that's you know that's all i want to say about the oscars and what i want to ask you tyler is how well, wait come a minute wait a minute that's not all you wanted to say about the oscars i, I have a question about it though okay how come all of the movies are movies i've never heard of you didn't hear of any of the best pictures this year? Like, I did, but it's always... How come so much of the Oscars are movies that I've never heard of? Oh, well, that's... Okay, so that's always been, I think, an issue with the people in that immediate audience and the general public. Okay. Is because... And I think that is a huge part of why... that It's one of the reasons I feel is why the... Um, the ratings have just continually dropped. I mean, for decades at this point is because, you know, with the indie boom of the nineties, which is still carried over to today, there's so many indie movies and yes, they're great, but they just don't reach a huge audience. It's not like, you know, in the first half of the Oscars, your best picture was like, you know, the biggest fucking hit at the box office. It was the biggest crowd pleaser that just, you know, critics also loved, you know, it was right. like, it was more, um, it was more compact. Now it's just so broad that, you know, yeah. I mean, most of the movies you're not going to hear about is because everything that looks great, sounds great, is rich in texture. Everything is a movie that, you know, made $10,000 at a fucking 
little theater. That's whatever. That's why, I mean, not that I was rooting for it, but I was happy to see that Top Gun Maverick made it because we're starting to go back to the old ways again, which is okay. really how it should be. Like, remember when Dark Knight was nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> like, do you remember that fucking year? Like, that was a huge year that a superhero movie was Best Picture and had a chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see Everything Everywhere all at once? Yes. How is it? I liked it. I thought it was very weird. Um, I'm glad it won Best Picture because I didn't think a movie that weird would ever win it. But um, no, everybody was great. It was a very like insanely great original multiverse kind of movie. Did you see it? I, I haven't seen it yet, but because of the accolades, because of you know the the hype and all that, I do want to see it. Um, okay, if they put a if they put a gun to your head, Tyler, and they said you're gonna watch. Everything Everywhere All at Once or Parasite, which one would you pick? Like, which one is better? Oh, man. Uh, I, I'd have to go with Parasite. I right. Just because it's more down to earth and it's just like, with, with Everything Everywhere All at Once, it's just like, you are so like, it's, there's so much like, fucking activity happening, but like, with Parasite, you can kind of sit back and just let's just enjoy. Let's just see where this fucking goes and enjoy ourselves and enjoy yeah. this dark fucking story here. Yep. But, um, yeah. I, wanted to, well, I wanted to ask you also, what is it? Well, also, this is why I said topical for True Lies is because of Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, that, who is in everywhere. Is going. Oh, all right. There we go. No, no, no. It's good you said that. I don't want to cut you off. It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how things always in Team TNA, how our episodes always end up some kind of a full circle. Is that crazy? It, it is. I love it. I want to ask you because you're someone very plugged into that culture. You're someone very Hollywood and you know these things. How do you feel, Mr. Media? How do you feel about what happened with Angela Bassett? What about her with her so not being Jamie, too happy? Jamie Lee Curtis won. For people that are like, what are they talking about? Jamie Lee Curtis won. And Angela Bassett was a a nominee also, sitting four chairs away from her in the front row. Jamie Lee Curtis wins. They announce her name. Everyone stands up and gives applause. Angela Bassett, who was also uh, nominated, sits there, doesn't clap, doesn't move, and has like the sour face. Yeah. How do you feel about that? What do you think? As okay, so if I was an actor, I'd probably be like, dude, come on, like, do your thing. As an audience member watching it, I fucking love it. I love it because there's already <laughs> some drama here that's gonna last you know until the end of time for yeah. no reason other than just bitterness. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, but yeah, if you were sitting in that audience, if that was part of like your industry, I could see why that's like, dude, that's fucked up, but like. Come on, dude. You know, you know, you kind of enjoyed it. You, you want more? I, I think it's hilarious, but I think it's like you got to be better than that. You got, I like that's like something Eric would do. That's not something an actress who was just nominated <laughs> for an Oscar should do. Like you got to be better than that. So you're, you're the Eric advice would be to take the high road. Take the high road. Hey, take the high road. You're an actress. Pretend to be happy. Pretend to be because we all know you can. You were just Oscar nominated. Like give a better <laughs> performance. This is why you lost. <laughs> <laughs> you were <laughs> you were given the recognition that you are a great actor and yet you can't act for five fucking seconds when you're on camera. 
Seriously, everyone else in there played the part except for you. All the other people <laughs> who were nominated got up. And do you think they were happy? No, they weren't. But they uh, sure know how to fake it till they make it. Are you uh, are you gonna uh, bring up anything with the supporting actor at all? Short round. Yeah. So I think I think it was very nostalgic and very cool to see that uh, he did that hug with uh, Harrison Ford in 1984. Yeah. And then went on to win in 2023. I I got teary eyed. I'm did not you really? Lie. I did. It got me because I lo- I love Temple of Doom, and I, it seems like I'm one of the few people that love Short Round. Seeing yeah. that made me like kind of gush a little bit. This was so uh, amazing. That's really cute. Only thing, <laughs> only thing, listen, Kate Capshaw, who's the female actress who is married to Spielberg, they she was in the fucking audience. All it needed was her to complete the group hug. We got Temple of Doom right there. I'm in. Anyway. I'm in. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about, since the Oscars came up, I also want to talk about, and I want to know, Tyler, what is this thing? What is the Razzies? I have a little thing about it, which I'll read, and then I want to ask you a little bit more about it. Um, so the Golden Raspberry Awards is a parody award show honoring the worst cinematic failures. Co-founded by UCLA film graduates and a film industry veteran, uh, John B. Wilson and Mo Murphy. Um, the Razzie Awards satirical annual ceremony has preceded its opposite, the Academy Awards, for four decades. Movie lovers may know that before the Oscars take place, another show, the Razzies, take place, where winners take home the Golden Raspberry. These are the anti-Oscars and are given out before the Academy Awards and that are awarded to the worst big-screen performances each year. Um <laughs> How how is this received in Hollywood, like in in real life? Because this thing has some traction. People know what the Razzies are. People have heard of the Razzies. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get a Razzie or are nominated or awarded a Razzie, does that do anything to your career? Does that are people legit offended by it? I mean, how how does that yeah. look? Okay, so the the Razzies in terms of a career mean nothing. Um, okay. Uh, box office means life or death to your career, not Oscars, Oscars. Um, no, Razzies mean nothing. Razzies are kind of like, yes, it's a parody of the Oscars, but it's just seemed like that, you know, it's like airplane is considered, you know, a great movie, but it will never be like a terrific, you know, Academy award winning movie, which it should actually be. But it's it's always there in the back of people's minds. Everyone loves it. Everyone kind of looks at it as a joke. Goes for it. Goes to it for entertainment. That's what the Razzies is. But, um, but is it on their radar when you're Sylvester Stallone? Let yeah. me let me say this part real quick. Sylvester Stallone, because I looked it up. When you're Sylvester Stallone and he has received over twenty nominations and ten awards at the Razzies, making him the most nominated and awarded actor for the Razzies. <laughs> Stallone has received Golden Raspberry Award nominations for his most famous characters, including Rocky Balboa and John Rambo. When you're Sylvester Stallone, do you know that you got a Razzie? Do you care that you got a Razzie? Does it, I mean, is it on their radar when you're, when you're fucking Sylvester Stallone? Like, do you know it's exists? Of course he knows it exists. You have, okay. So if you're Stallone, your first like real meaty acting role is the same one that you fucking wrote and then won an Oscar for? 
dude, yeah. nothing is going to fucking take your ass down. No. If you're, yeah. If you're, it doesn't matter how many stopper my mom will shoot movies you make. Nothing will eclipse the fact that you were nominated almost right out of the fucking gate. And I believe nominated twice. I believe he was also nominated for screenplay and acting. So, I mean, like, I mean, my God, I, fine. I see that uh, uh, Sly was uh, nominated this year for Samaritan, that Amazon movie. I didn't even hear about that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And he lost to Jared Leto as Morbius. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that movie just keeps coming back. I love it. Morbius? Yeah. So, I haven't seen it, will not see it, but I love that it keeps coming back. So you you know me, Tyler, and I love a good sense of humor, and I love a good person with a sense of humor. So I wanted to see, does anyone ever actually go and, and receive their award? Yes. So the first person to receive their award, the first person that went in person to the event and received their award, because I was thinking, how fucking funny would it be to go there? And like, do people clap? Do they boo? Like, what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So the first person was uh, 1996, worst picture and worst director, Tyler, for the movie mm. Showgirls, Mr. <gasps> Paul Vorhoeven. Vorhoeven? Verhoven. Verhoven. Um, he was the first person to go to the ceremony and receive his award. He accepted worst picture and worst director for the 1995 film Showgirls. Yeah. At the awards ceremony at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, the audience gave Warhoven two standing ovations after he told them that he was driven out of Netherlands for being sick and perverted and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, oh. he said he was glad he came to the United States and won an award for his work. Um, when I was making movies in Holland, they were bl- blasted by critics as decadent, perverted, and sleazy. Then I moved to the United States, uh, said Warhoven as the audience laughed. He commented, "I had the worst thing happen to me today. I got seven awards. Be- uh, I got seven awards for being the worst, and it was more fun than reading the reviews for Showgirls in September." <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. He He's said so all great. this while smiling at the audience. Is he still alive? He is still alive. Still making movies. And uh, he moved. He moved back. He's out of the states again. Back in Toronto. Yeah. He had a great movie a couple years ago, or it was uh, like right before the pandemic. It was with. Um, Oh, she was a French actress, and she's in I Heart Huckabees. I forgot. Elizabeth Huthabert or something like that. Anyway, he's still he's still going strong. He's still great. And Eric, you know what is uh, what else is in his filmography? What's that? Uh, Basic Instinct. Very Ooh. classic film. Starship Troopers. Nice. Total, Re- Total Recall. And okay. probably the best movie he has ever made, Hands Fucking Down. The original OG RoboCop. Oh, shit. So this guy's one of your heroes. I love Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> and even more so now that you know that he went and accepted the award. Yeah. And, show, I mean, Showgirls is fun, too. I mean, it's it's way over the top, but it's, you know, whatever. It's fine. All right. I mm-hmm. just think the Razzies are hilarious, and I, and I wanted to know, Tyler, do you think people that get Razzies deserve them? Not always. I think a lot of it is just trolling. Like, who's the most high-profile, like, what-the-fuck performance is what kind of ends up on that list. Um, I mean, you can go onto Amazon right now and find 
50 movies so far that came out in 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's just like all are shot on shittio and everyone, you know, is picked off the street. Of course they would be, you know, contenders, but they're not. It's a, it's like a, it's a trolling ceremony for, for high profile people. Um, do you have any other like people that showed up for their, uh, Halle Berry showed up for, for uh Catwoman. There you go. Yeah. Good sport. Uh, the funniest one. And he didn't show up. Um, there was a movie. <laughs> Tyler, there was a movie that that Adam Sandler made called Jack and Jill. Oh, and it's yeah. The first time in in Razzie history that a person won worst male and worst female award. Good. I'm glad they got them both times. I'm glad they double teamed them. They so Adam Sandler holds that unique uh, recognition for Jack and Jill being the, <laughs> the worst ra- male and female. <laughs> the Razzies did the wobbly age with Adam Sandler. <laughs> he oh my god al pacino's in that movie did you know that did you ever I, see that? i've never seen that movie i will never see that movie it looks fucking ridiculous you know one of the most offensive things i've ever seen in a film is in that like in, that? in everything i've seen in this world as one wow. of the most offensive things what is um, it al pacino breaks his oscar in that movie shit and it's not okay. It, it's not. It's not okay. <laughs> but, that man is way too good for your fucking bullshit, fucking drag queen. Or sorry, drag movie rather. Listen, but, uh, him being in that movie, they should have revoked his Oscar. So, you know, either way, I feel like true. right. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I mean, it um, took him twenty years to fucking get it at that point. But like, damn, yeah. Um, I propose, Tyler, that at the end of this year, we have our first ever annual T-Taps Award, the Team TNA Podcast Award, and we're mm. going to give it out to like all kinds of deserving people. It'll be a mix of the Razzies and the Oscars, because I want to get the very best and the very worst. Okay, perfect. So those that will be fair. the very first T-Tap Awards. We're going to get sealed to you know draw a cool um, uh, award, and, and, and we will give those out to people. What, what color is the award? <laughs> i see we where you're going color, with this we know what color the oscar is that's true i, I you know i want to you know nominees for like the most disrespectful there's ashley lana obviously smugs oh. bunny obviously you know like yeah, tyler yeah. you know obviously like i want to <laughs> i want to do things like that tyler each of us will come up with five awards for for the best and five awards for the for the worst and and we'll have the first annual t-tap award is there anybody you think that could just sweep the ceremony? Just sweep all the awards? Jeez. It's early in the year, Tyler. I mean, we're we're in March, April right now. I mean, it's 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 early in the year, but but you know, front runners, it's definitely between you and Ashley Lana. I'm saying as of right now. Oh, oh okay. You For know, worst or best of anything or both. 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 We're yeah, we're talking about sweep, yeah. Sweeping. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler coming in, you know, Mr. Warmth himself. <laughs> for for the I most love, love, for the most love, you know, Ashley, Lana, you know, you know, most disrespectful, you know, it's it's one of the two of you, Smugs is in there too. We'll see. It's going to be the first T-Tap Awards. Come back for that. Come back Are for you, that. Can you put polls on Instagram? Is I can. Ooh, you can. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I like this. Maybe we should I- do that. Maybe it should be I, polls. 
I like this. We're okay. We'll come up with the categories and then we'll put up the polls. Your votes matter, ladies and gentlemen. Unlike real voting, your vote matters here for the Team TNA. There's there's no election committee here. There's no electoral college. Go Nothing. for it, folks. Yeah, this is a direct democracy. Someone will win by one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, moving on. I have a few existential questions, Tyler. Just a few things, just to get the ball rolling, cool. just just to get us in the right headspace for things. Wow. Yeah, right. man. These are these are deep, Tyler. So sit, you know, sit down comfortably, you know. Yep. Okay. Right. <clears throat> let's let's get right into it. Ah. Tyler, if you wore cowboy clothes, are you technically ranch dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. You'd never see me because I'm in the Hidden Valley. <laughs> I I like that. I like that, man. Just you and Paul Newman, huh? <laughs> Uh, that's awesome thank you so yeah that's a good start that's a good start tell who closes the bus door when the driver gets off oh uh-huh uh-huh yeah are they all just at the depot wide open uh-huh you see these these are the questions that really make you think you're gonna hear these kinds of questions and be like damn it that's a good point eric how come i never thought of that that's why there were rats every morning on the bus exactly tell why is there a d in the word fridge, but not in the word refrigerator. There isn't? Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I, you see? Thank you, autocorrect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time to be I, alive. Honestly, never fucking knew that. You I see? never knew that. It was, it's always been autocorrected. Or there a fail go. on the test. There we go. Tyler, is the letter C or the letter S silent in the word scent oh dude like i I'm, this is like everything everywhere all at once like the, you're, <laughs> you're asking a lot here all right all right final two i have here tyler what was the best thing before sliced bread condoms i guess <laughs> i thought i i honestly i thought you were gonna say betty white so <laughs> oh, that's right. He was born before sliced bread. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my god, that's so fucking weird, isn't it? It is. Oh. It is. Um, and the final one I have, Tyler. If cockroaches can survive a nuclear blast, what the hell is in raid? Oh wow! What a great <laughs> question. Oh man, these are all so profound, man. And you right? see, that's. That's the headspace I wanted us all to be in because this is the first episode in April and we're going to talk a little bit about (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull at the beginning when he gets into that refrigerator to survive the nuclear blast, (laughs) he he accidentally hits a can of Raid in there and dies? Uh, I'm glad how everything comes full circle here. It is. It is full circle. Yeah, it's hey. for real. All right. Uh, short Let's round. talk April Fool's, Tyler. Let's talk April Fool's. Yes. Um, there are a few theories on the origins of April Fool's Day. <laughs> what we do know is that April Fool's Day's customs date back to at least the Renaissance Europe, but it's likely the tradition originated even long before then. Uh, some historians have linked April Fools to the ancient Roman festival of Hilaria, which is Lalo's real name, um, <laughs> where at the end of March people would come together to commemorate the resurrection of the god Attis, 
Um, it was a celebration of the renewal in which revelers would dress up in disguises and imitate others, which I love these things, man. I love that. That's fucking hilarious. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, it's also possible that medieval celebration of the Feast of Fools, where a mock bishop or pope was elected and church customs were parodied, could have also inspired the day. So, <laughs> either way, this is a very disrespectful holiday, which I love. Yeah, it's great. We should get the day yeah. off. Right? Um, other historians believe April Fool's Day has its origins in the 16th century when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. The Julian calendar began in March with the spring equinox and was celebrated on until April 1st. By switching to the Gregorian calendar, the new year now began January 1st. News used to travel slowly back then and not everyone knew about or was willing to change when to celebrate the new year. Those who continued to celebrate in the spring in the spring were ridiculed and made the butt of jokes. So they were April Fools because they were celebrating it, you know, in April first rather than January first. Oh, interesting. So that's so, that's what people are saying. It really is a troll holiday. It's this is this is awesome. What a, April Fools is the Razzies it, of the New Year. It is. It totally is the fucking Razzies. That's great. We should totally get the day off for this. <laughs> right? At least Sylvester Stallone should. He's the most awarded person. Oh, <laughs> uh, leave Sly alone. He's got a great show on Paramount right now. Does he? It's Tulsa King. Wow, man. Um, so the tradition has evolved over the years with modern forms of media upping the ante on pranks and tricks. Newspapers, radio, TV stations, and websites have all participated in the tradition, making April 1st a day where everyone truly needs to be on their guard. What I have here, Tyler, is a list of things that were done on April 1st, like in so many different times and um, mediums. It's going to be crazy. Okay, perfect. On April 1st, 1905, and I have to say, these aren't really in chronological order. It's it's as I can pull them from places. So it's going to be April 1st, uh, 1905, and then there's one in 1698. It's, it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Um, so April 1st, 1905. A German newspaper wrote that thieves had dug a tunnel underneath the U.S. Treasury and stolen $268 million in silver and gold. So <laughs> that that was Perfect. newspapers writing things like that. So yep. people were freaking out about things like that. Um, one of the more famous pranks occurred in 1957 when the BBC aired a segment showing Swiss harvesters picking spaghetti off trees and bushes, claiming <laughs> the region had an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop that year. There's actually video of this. There's yeah. video of this. I saw it. Have you seen it? I have. Yep. <laughs> Only Mr. Media would have seen it before any of us knew what it is. Tyler, how did you know about it? It showed up on YouTube one day. It, it literally did. And it's, uh, it was more of a video essay kind of thing, but, <clears throat> but it was like more of like the pranks the BBC had pulled. But yes, yeah. they showed this. And I'm so delighted that people bought into it. That's yeah. so great. It's so it's, awesome. It is. It is. That's so cool, man. Um, here we go. <laughs> uh, 1698. It was advertised at the Tower of London was going to be washing lions, which caused scores of people to show up on April 1st to see the spectacle, which didn't happen. So that's that's just fucking cruel, man. Like, that's lousy. But it's good to know that even in 1698, like, people were trolling. So it's not a what new thing you, at all, right? Wait, what did you say? Washing lions? Yeah, they wrote in in like the time, you know, newspaper of the time. They wrote that that on April first, we're gonna be washing lions. Like 
you know, washing the lines, like cleaning the lines <laughs> at the Tower of London. Who would show up to be mauled? <laughs> People want to see the lines getting washed. It's like going to the zoo. You know, they they want to see the lines getting washed. So they went there and scores of people went there and then nothing happened. And people were like, oh, that, that sucks. And they went home. <laughs> Damn it. Now I have to walk five hours home. Look, look how the times changed, though. If that happened today, it would be viral. Someone would get sued. A riot would ensue. Oh. On, no question. Oh, God. You know, yeah. False advertising against the newspaper agency. It's crazy. So 1698, you can get away with it. 1749, you can't. Ah. In 1749, it was advertised at an upcoming show that a man would squeeze into a bottle. The show filled up. <laughs> no one was there to entertain, and the audience rioted, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had enough at that point. Yeah, they, they talk That's about it. bottled up pension. You see? <laughs> Washing the lions, you know, it, that was believable. A man... Forcing himself into a bottle. I'm assuming it's like a you know a glass normal bottle. glass bottle. There's a picture of it. There's a picture of of the advertisement. What they were putting out. Even more believable. I can see why people were incensed. Yeah, they were like, I have to see this, and they went, and nothing happened. So they started writing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm sorry. Where was this? London. Oh, I'm so happy. This London. Is it's this funny because both of them are. It, it is, and also it's funny because both of them happened in London, and this was the second time, and I think that's why people write it. They're like, enough with this shit, enough. <laughs> but you have to love the British sense of humor, though. Like, they're, yep. <laughs> they're just trolling their people. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, here's one for you, Tyler. In 1996, Taco Bell announced that it had <gasps> bought the Liberty Bell to help with the United States national debt. <laughs> yeah yeah so there's that one uh another one for you tyler <laughs> left-handed toilet paper why should right-handers be well, closer to cleanliness in 2015 cottonelle tweeted that it introduced that it was introducing a left-handed toilet paper for all those southpaws out there <laughs> thank you for the southpaw Thanks. Tyler, shout out have, yeah. have you been called a southpaw before like have you heard that oh yeah when i used to like box frequently oh okay all right. No, but like, um, yeah, but you know what? Seriously, whenever I have to pull toilet paper, I always have to like transfer it to the other hand. It's not. Hey, fair. do a reach around. Yeah, this is why left-handed people were entitled to scholarships when we were in high school, and none of us got them. <laughs> um. So that joke by Cottonelle was followed by, and I want to know if you've ever tried this, Tyler. That joke was followed by a stunt in 1998 by Burger King. When they re- unveiled the left-handed Whopper, <laughs> how did they advertise this? I, I have no idea, but I have to ask you, Tyler. Aren't all the Whoppers that you have left-handed, Tyler? Uh, Whoppers? They're uh, what are they called? Una, Una ambidextrous? ambidextrous. Yeah, whatever it is. Like, aren't it's all? It's meant so that I don't know. Fuck it. It's a whopper. You can don't, you don't even have to use your hand. Just be an animal. Yeah, just push your face in there. Just put your mouth in there. I wish I wish Seal was on with us, Tyler, because I want to ask him. In 1962, Swedish National Television broadcasted a five-minute special on how one could get color TV by placing a nylon stock by placing a nylon stocking in front of the TV monitor. A rather in-depth description on the physics behind the phenomenon was included. Thousands of people tried it. 
Well, the uh, shadows are a lot more defined with the nylon stocking in front of your face. <laughs> like that's that is so great. Like I, oh my god, I wish that did happen in this day and age, so people would document that on social media. You just imagine like a bunch of like idiot twenty year olds just holding up stockings in front of their face. It's not working for me. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Here's one that's been talked about all my life. I've always heard that one day, one day, one day, and I'm happy to know that in 1965 it was also you know a, a point of discussion. Smellovision. In 1965, yes. the, the BBC purported to conduct a trial of a technology allowing the transmission of odor over the airwaves to all of its viewers. Many viewers reportedly contacted the BBC to report the trial's success, which is weird. Um, in 2007, the BBC website repeated an online version of the hoax, as did Google in 2013, in tribute. Okay, Tyler- so the people that called in to compliment this like can you imagine the smells that are in their home that are somehow (laughs) parallel to what's being on screen right now it's it's unbelievable man it's unbelievable i I would love in my lifetime for this to be a thing i also don't know if i want it to be a thing because i I don't think it'll ever be a thing i mean you have to have like some kind of a fragrance box or something that, that sprays every time the left-handed Whopper shows up on your TV, right? Well, the, yeah. Well, it was a gimmick with movies, um, which I'm assuming is where they got it for TV. But yes, it's not something that I think would attract, you know, people to a theater. I mean, honestly, right. Eric, if you if you saw like, I don't know, what's what's like a fart movie? I'll even <laughs> say like. Like American Pie or Super Bad. If that okay. had Smellovision vision on the poster, would you opt to go to a theater that had Smell-O-Vision for either one of those? I mean, for the experience, like, I'm curious, but I don't know if I would do that because I'm a sensitive person with smells. I'm very, very sensitive with smells. Cool. Well, I just rewatched American Pie over the weekend. And remember uh, when What's-His-Face just comes in the beer? Would you want a Smell-O-Vision for that? No. Okay. There you go. It's not a good idea. <laughs> we should ask Tyler. They they spoke about this in Cheers one time, in the in the TV show Cheers. What do you think the sweatiest movie of all time was? Uh, pr- Predator, maybe. Okay, I don't remember if it was Cliff or Norm. Right away was like that's an easy one. It's Planet of the Apes. It's oh. It's, it's shot in yeah. like a sandy place and they're all in like costume. Everyone is in costume. I, do you think that's the oh. sweatiest movie? It has to be one of those Spartan movies, right? Oh, personally sweaty, not like on camera sweaty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we can go Planet of the Apes. We can go for any <laughs> one of the planet, pl- any one of the Planet of the Apes before it was all motion capture. Anyone, yeah. when anyone's in a suit, just assume that's the sweatiest movie of all time. Fair. Fair. You heard it here second. Don't forget. <laughs> there was um, in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, the gentleman that uh, portrayed Frankenstein, Glenn Strange, you know, they have like that Frankenstein brow with like the, the, um, the, the eye bones like jutted out. Yeah. A little protruding bit. ones. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he was in the outfit for six, eight hours, maybe more a day. There's a, there's a, 
anecdote about when they would used to take that headpiece off, it would used to literally a str- a waterfall would just come out of sweat that had built up in that dust. Oh my god! Over the day, you know, it's just like, oh wow, my god, that's gotta suck, dude. <laughs> that's that's what, and, it, and it's like Fred Gwynn from the Monsters lost. I, I forgot what it was. It was like 20 or 30 pounds just because he was sweating so much under that suit, under that foam, everything. You know, it's like those suits, you really have to be, be uh, prepared for that shit. That's that's what people don't ever think about. That's what people don't ever think about is is the costumes and things like that. It, uh, you know, even looking at Planet of the Apes, they are pretty much covered head to toe, right? Yeah, in fur. In fur. And famously, um, Man with a Golden Gun the James Bond movie. <laughs> do, do you do you know about this? The girl that they you know they did oh. paint that girl gold, right? Oh, um, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, Goldfinger. I'm sorry, Goldfinger. They did paint yeah. the the one uh, lady gold, and she collapsed. Like all of her pores were closed, and she collapsed. So they ended up doing it again. They said she you know was near death. Um. So when they did it again, they didn't mm. paint her back. Her entire back is not painted gold, and it's because it's off camera. Oh, okay. That yeah, way some like, of the pores were open. It was like skin suffocation or something. It's like they didn't have body paint. Yeah, it was so weird, you know. You see, Seal, they can paint gold. How come you can't? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, All right. um, In 1997, Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak and then Jeopardy host uh, Je- then Jeopardy host Alex Trebek switched places, so they did host each other's show. That that would have been cool to see. They did. What year was that? 97? 1997. Oh, gotta look that shit up. That's gotta be Definitely. fun for five minutes each. That's gotta be fun. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't imagine Pat Sajak like trying to to enunciate or read the answers. I think that one would be more fun than saying. I don't know because I like Alex Trebek. <laughs> you know, like from the first commercial break, going back to Wheel of Fortune, Alex Trebek just has his hand over his eyes, just like, oh god, <laughs> why, why? <laughs> so anyway. the guy that's the announcer for for um for Jeopardy, yeah. Is is he is is it the same guy all these years? That's not a bad question. Actually, that's a really good trivia question. I have no idea. What, what I'm getting at is, do you think he's the one that pressed the numbers and Vanna White was the one that did the announcing on Jeopardy? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually a good question because aren't they shot at the same place? I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, what a great. Oh. Sorry. See, I wish we had answers to things like this. Also, the guy from Price is Right. Like, what's his name? Rod Roddy or what's his name? Drew Carey? No, the the announcer guy. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> in 2022, American late night talk show hosts Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon swapped appearances with uh, Fallon hosting the Jimmy Kimmel Live. And Kimmel hosting The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on ABC and NBC, uh, respectively. Yeah. Um, that would have been interesting to see, too. I mean, they... Did you see those? I did. And neither one as as good as their respective shows. Don't you not like Jimmy Fallon? I'm not a fan. I, I personally don't understand why they... Th- anybody thinks he's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, he literally screwed up every skit he was in on SNL. He could not hold it together. I just, I don't get it. He's not funny. He's no Johnny Carson. He's, look, I'm not a fan of Jay Leno. He's no Jay Leno. Okay. So, Fair. Yeah. Um, just not a fan. Don't get it. On, on that, I have empathy for it because I imagine that's what would happen if I was on Saturday Night Live too. I'd start probably start laughing right away. I think you could hold it together more than Jimmy Fallon can. That's he, saying a lot, Tyler. He has screwed up more great skits than I think any SNL cast member. Wow. So you're giving him the Razzie of, of SNL performances. He, yeah. You know what? He is the most high profile. He deserves the Razzie for worst SNL cast member. Uh, all right. Fair. There you go. Um, I've, I have one, two, I have three more. These are great. Uh, shock jocks love pranks almost as much as they love wacky sound effects. But one prank made a mayor so mad that two DJs were fired. April 1st, 1998. Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony... Oh, no. Is this Kumia? Is that how you say it? Kumia, yeah. Anthony, uh, Opie and Anthony, yeah. Uh, claimed that Boston Mayor Thomas Menino had been killed in a head-on collision. Over <gasps> the course of their show, they had stretched out the reports, quote-unquote, in a nonchalant manner, mingling them with call-in segments and other presumably real news. The style was so... Uh, I'm sorry, the style was to undersell the story, and at one point, the duo even noted, when a big story like this breaks, a lot of weird facts do come in. They were both fired. Do you know about this, Tyler? I, I, I do not. I just have to ask, is there a year to this? 1998. Oh, nine, okay. You did say that. Um, no, I did, not, April I did. I did not know this. No. Who Who are these people? Who is Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony Kumia? Who Who are these people? Opie and Anthony are uh, were huge radio personalities that eventually moved to Sirius, where they just exploded, um, like a lot like Howard Stern moved to Sirius and all that. Um, I did not is, know this. They're, they they are. This their shtick, though? Are they like goofy like guys like this? Um, so think of Kevin and Bean, and I want to bring up Kevin and Bean again in a second. Kevin and Bean, for those who don't know, very, very popular for decades morning show radio in Southern California, um, world famous K-Rock. Um, mm -hmm. They were kind of like Kevin and Bean if there was absolutely zero filter whatsoever. Um, that sounds awesome. That being said, Opie and like they're no longer a thing. They're it, it was not a good breakup between the two. Oh no! I don't remember who is who ran into some racist situations. Um. Yeah, that's who Anthony uh, Opie and Anthony is, and the reason why I asked what the year was is because I don't know if you remember this. When Kevin and Bean ran into the um, president of France situation, that's with, what that, uh, Ralph Garman. With Ralph Garman, that's the only reason why I brought it up is because <laughs> I didn't know if either one may have inspired the other, but it's not. There's 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 a five year difference. But okay, this this uh, precedes that one, yeah. right? Yeah, it definitely does, and I have to look up this Opie and Anthony thing now. All right. <laughs> Um, I, I would love to know more about these are the, the notes that I take during episodes. I'm just, you know, talking out loud. I'm breaking third wall here. These are the notes that I take during episodes because these are things I always like to follow up on. And these are things that um, 
may inspire other episodes, things like this, where it's very public fallout, things like that. That's a very, very interesting uh, topic, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, it brings um, up integrity of what's entertainment and what's fact. It's great. It's, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. So now I know Tyler's on board as well. You all heard it here live. That's how episodes are made. <laughs> that is how episodes are made. Um, here we go. Uh, State Rep Tom Moore told the Palestine Herald on April 1st, 1971, he had introduced a resolution in appreciation of Albert DiSalvo, thanking him for his pioneering work in population control. DiSalvo had murdered 13 people in Boston and was known as the Boston Strangler. The text of the revolution is even more outrageous. This compassionate gentleman's dedication and devotion to his work has enabled the weak and lonely throughout the nation to achieve and maintain a new degree of concern for their future. He has been officially recognized by the state of Massachusetts for his noted activities and unconventional techniques involving population control and applied psychology. It was supposed to be a joke. The resolution passed. Um, Fortunately, as Snoops clarifies, Moore managed to yank the resolution before Boston Strangler was permanently commemorated. So he was doing a joke, which is in bad taste, but it was 1971. He was giving him an award for population control. And this is a person who had murdered 13 people and was notoriously called the Boston Strangler. I'm repeating it because it it kind of went fast. Yeah, Um, that's, I mean, it's a good stand-up joke, but it's, that's not good publicly. It's, it's not at all. And that's one of those things where this is, this is something I've come into in real life where people are like, I don't like the tone of that text. And I don't understand how people can read tone in a text. I don't understand how people can read sarcasm in a text many times. Like if things are just written and you're reading it as fact, how can you tell if it's a joke? Like there is no knock knock before it, right? That, well, that's why there's this whole science of what emojis you're supposed to use when you're supposed to be joking, sarcasm, you know. Uh, flirting whatever you know it's fuck technology it's it's hard it's hard to read people and and let this be a takeaway on the episode too don't be that person that's like trying to read into text and stuff like that unless you know for a fact which really really know for a fact before you start telling tyler i don't like how you were texting that to me yeah like you don't know how he was saying it he could have been fucking laughing on the toilet texting you something sad you know like I, i don't like when people read into text like that It's so funny you said that because right before we started recording, I got an email (laughs) from someone (laughs) who works on another coast who just is just asking a question. Now, if I knew this person well, more well, more well, that's grammatically correct. (laughs) um, I would, you know, say, okay, whatever, and just respond Um, because they were so casual and nonchalant and just out front with it. I decided to not respond and delete the entire chain. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you never know how anything is going to be read. Exactly. Exactly. So use your best judgment. Use your best judgment, people. Um, speaking of how things are going to be read, the final one I have, and this is an interesting one, Poisoning by DHMO is the title. On April right. 1st, 2002, A couple of Kansas City DJs announced that the local water supply had been found to contain a high level of dihydrogen monoxide, DHMO, whose side effects include sweating, urination, skin pruning. Hundreds of people, uh, hundreds of citizens flooded the water department and the police with distressed phone calls. 
Unfortunately for them, dihydrogen monoxide is actually H2O, the chemical name for water. <laughs> the, D- <laughs> the DJs were widely criticized and accused of terrorism by one government official. In 2013... Uh, <laughs> In 2013, 10 years, uh, 11 years later, two Florida DJs pulled the exact same prank. The resulting uh, clamor got the DJs yanked off the air, nearly saddled with felony charges. So again, Whoa. be careful what the fuck you write. God damn. Be careful what you say. Yeah, people, not everyone can take a joke. I've learned this the hard way. I've learned oh this the hard God. way. You all know how I am. I like to joke around with people and all that shit. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this uh, on, on, you know, on, on the podcast. I get very comfortable right away with people. You, you've all heard me. Tyler has known me for 20 plus years. Well, it's part of your social gift, in all honesty. It's a gift and a curse because people, you can rub a person the wrong way coming off like, hey, we've been best friends. I treat everyone like I treat Tyler. Like I pretend I know everyone for the length of time I've known Tyler. Uh, so I, I got to a customer's house of mine, one of, one of my clients. And this is the first time I've ever seen them. And they were waiting outside and they were smoking. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, I'm Eric. How are you? And they're like, well, I'm good. And, you know, I said to them, I thought you quit smoking. And this is the first time I've ever seen this person. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. They got so mad. They're like, what the fuck? I don't even know you. Who told you that? So, (laughs) and I was like, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm very sorry. I'm, forgive me. I'm an idiot. Like, pretend that didn't happen. Hi, I'm Eric. Hi. Show me, show me what we're doing today. Show me what we're talking about. So, and, and that is why we always join you half hour after we get to a party, because we, because <laughs> by then you found people you could gel with, and then we can just integrate there. Yeah, let let, let me let me break the ice. Let me break yeah. the ice before you come in. You you can have the smooth sailing. I'll hit the waves. Break the ice before uh, your legs. Exactly. Exactly. Um. I want to talk about something. Speaking of a, a customer of mine, I saw this the other week. <laughs> what'd you What'd you think about? Mm-mm. I'm just thinking <laughs> of, the, of the of the social situations. That's all. Yeah, that person was unreasonably mad at, at what happened there. Like unreasonably mad. Like I've never, I would have never guessed that that was going to be the thing. I thought they'd start laughing and be like, "What?" You know, like that happens to me a lot. Yeah, like, because like, you know what you know their family and friends are on them constantly about their fucking smoking. That's that's what it is. It and could, it could it, have been. And here's a stranger that thinks they can just make a joke about it. <laughs> that's that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, something I did want to talk about. I just thought this was kind of funny, and I wanted to share this with you guys. I, I went to a, a, a new client's house, and I saw in his front yard. I'm not ever nosy or anything like that, but I saw a huge crate. And crates, Tyler, crates intrigue the fuck out of me. Because, like, who gets a crate, right? Everyone has an Amazon package. This guy had a crate, man. Yep. A wooden crate. A wooden crate. That's it. Yeah. Airline parts on the side of it. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. Like, oh, shit. We got to bust that fucker open. Right? And I'm like, God, I wish I got to, you know, take the crowbar and open it just like in the cartoons. You know? Because I'm sure that's what happened, right? Absolutely. Yeah, most people so- will be driving to Home Depot to get a crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> I almost ran it over with my car. I wanted to open it so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was already open, and I'm like, God, this is so cool. So we're talking, me and the customer, and this and that, and we're by his garage, and laid out in his garage, Tyler, is a massive, um, I want to say aluminum, but that's more of the color than than me knowing for a fact that that's what it was, uh-huh. wing of an airplane. 
Wow. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. It's a Cessna. Don't don't close your eyes and imagine a jumbo jet. It was it was a Cessna. It's still a good size garage, still a good size thing. Still a wing of a plane. Still a wing of a plane. And this guy was talking to me and caught, you know, it caught our attention. And my brother's like, is that a wing of a plane? And the guy's like, it is a wing of a plane. Come over here. Let me show you something. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking cool. And he starts telling us that this is the wing. He already has the other one. And he started showing us like the, I forget the word. Um, it's, the, it's the little part that flaps down of the wing and it makes the plane go up or down, depending if in which direction it's going. Is that the flap? And he's the f- kind of, the yeah, the flap, the flap. But there's a, you know, a real word for it. Like he doesn't call it a flap. No one that orders a wing to their house calls it a flap, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's not a flap. It's a flappy A. Yeah, the flappy A. Or the wobbly H, as uh, as Adam Sandler would. (laughs) So he's telling us that uh, in two years he's inviting us back so we can um, check out his airplane that he's building. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is the manliest fucking guy I've ever met in my life. Like, I'm I'm at my house talking shit to my girlfriend that she's like, you know, how come you're not more handy? And I'm like, I put this freaking paper towel holder up. What are you talking about? It's level. I put the the towel rack in the bathroom. (laughs) I built the nightstand. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not handy. You know, I can't do anything other than that. So, so she's absolutely right. But then there's this guy who's (laughs) building a fucking airplane, Tyler. Yeah. It kind of puts things into perspective, doesn't it? It really did. Like, I've never felt like less of a man than I did when this guy is like, yeah, come back in two years when my airplane will be done being built. And I was like, God damn it. Oh, yeah, well, in three years, my, you know, fucking paper towel stand will be fucking the shit. Yeah, 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 my my paper, I let me just say, we moved in here six years ago, and the fucking thing is still kicking ass, all right? Oh. We'll talk to him six years after his plane is being built, if he's still alive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just wow. saying the paper towel is still there but that was so fucking cool Tyler like I wish that's one of those things where I wish I would be better at I I am embarrassed to say I wish I was more handy were they wearing a bomber jacket and everything bomber jacket the whole deal it's even more annoying than that Tyler that's what me and you would do we would totally be dressed for it right like we'd have like the the aviator at home right dude we've been playing volleyball in our spare time hell yeah so nonchalant, Tyler. Like he was wearing a fucking Adidas shirt and like sweatpants, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just building an airplane." I'm like, "Oh, okay, you know, as people do." <laughs> yeah, you just said like, "Oh, what is this? Uh, <coughs> Cessna or like?" Yeah, what is this? Like one of those uh, prop planes? Like the seven thirty seven or you know, I, 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 I honestly, I felt emasculated. Wow. It was, it was a big deal. I want to build an airplane, Tyler. Will you fly on air, Eric? Or Eric, if you will. Yes, if it is properly inspected several times, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you got. Have it. you ever have you ever been on a small on a small plane like a tiny plane? No, but I know somebody who does who has their pilot license, and I'm trying to just get up in the air. You you would do it. You're not afraid to do that, like on the single prop planes, like the no. propeller in the front. I want I want somebody who has gotten their pilot's license out of passion, not out of profession. Okay. And I okay. want to ride with them. Because I want 
I want kind of the dips and downs, the shit that you're not kind of supposed to do. Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of want that experience. Like, what I'm about gonna you? See if I can, you I'm going to see if I can make that happen for you because I know, I know exactly that person who you're looking for. Oh, would you do it, though? Exactly. I've done it. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. You have? I've done it, yeah. I've done it in Hawaii. Um, but this person that I know has, has a... What is it? With the gecko? No, Tyler, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> this this was a real thing. This was uh that one was a uh, uh, six person uh, the gecko was a real thing too, by the way. Um this was like a six seater airplane and and uh it was I got to sit co-pilot, which was awesome and it was fucking cool and you feel let me tell you, you feel every little thing there. Yeah. The entire flight is turbulence. I don't care what they say. And they're and the guy's like, This is smooth sailing. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, we're gonna die. <laughs> let's do it that's an adventure it was a lot of fun it was really cool but the guy i know here his plane is even nicer than that plane i was on i will i will talk to this guy i will see if i can make that happen for you oh hell yeah thank you i will see if i can make that happen for you a little indiana jones action here there you go um so that i mean this episode was crazy tyler right i mean we started where did we start and where did we end i told you this is true lies here we started with uh what Super Bowl and Oscars and uh, ended with uh, man planes, Cessna planes. Yeah, Cessna right. With, with absolutely men making planes, men unlike Tyler and I. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. real men. Talking real men. Yeah, real men, not 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 me and Tyler. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, what about a song of the day, Tyler? Uh, let's go with a classic that for some reason has been coming up more and more. Uh, and that'll be the genius of love by the Tom Tom Club. Nice. You've heard this nice. Eric, many times in your life, whether you genius of or love. not. Yes. All right. Well, I will check that out. I'll get back to you. Uh, my song of the day is called "Bad Together" by Lucas Estrada, Basker, and Paul. Um, Tyler, I know you get mad at shit like this. This person's name is spelled P A W L. Oh, that Paul. All right. <laughs> So yeah. the song is called Bad Together. Uh, check that one out. It's awesome. Not uh, St. Paul. Not St. Paul, who this is also P-A-W-L. Yeah. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this man is his own Paul. We're, we're, talking about, uh, we're talking about exciting things, Tyler. We were talking a little bit about the Oscars. We're talking about the T-Taps, which is going to be this year, um, with your votes making the, the winners. Um, I don't want to have a bias, you know, I don't want to have a biased thing. I want people to really vote. I want people to really vote. Tyler's going to get five best, five worst. I'm going to do five best, five worst. I think Tyler could sweep the whole thing. I don't want to, you know, be biased or anything like that, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, on episode 133, Tyler, I reached out. We're going to get Peter Sellers on with us. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so come. <laughs> what about Peter Sellers? Uh, nothing. We'll just be, uh, we'll be being there. Uh, we'll be being there. Right. Fuck. I can't, I can't make that into a proper joke. Whatever. <laughs> I'm glad Peter Sellers will be here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you and here. Victor Wong and Carol Lombard and Raquel Welch, whoever else you got in the, in your arsenal. <laughs> yes. All right. We're done. All right. <laughs>